Curry with the shot, Ben cooking with the sauce, Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301, live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 75 of Curry in the Pot. Wow, 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 75. Y'all hear that? Episode number 75 is upon us. And what a great, great, great time for it to be episode number 75. We got Super Bowl Sunday approaching. I'm recording late Thursday night, but you guys will probably get these great vocals on Friday. Friday, sometime Friday. But uh, yeah, we got the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. Episode number 75 is here, ladies and gentlemen. Just want to thank everybody that's been rocking with me, especially the ones that's been rocking with me since day one. I, I truly appreciate all the love and the support. I know the genuine support when I see it and when I hear it, but I really appreciate everybody that's been rocking with me on this really great journey. But uh, episode number 75 is here. Got 75 more coming for y'all real soon. But on the line via Skype is a really good friend of mine. He is the host of the Unpopular Podcast. Let's give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for my boy Jalen Hunter. Welcome, Jalen. Welcome back, man. This is a it's the third time, man. Third time's a charm. Hey, man. I appreciate not to mention. I appreciate you bringing me up on a milestone episode, man. That's big. So I appreciate that, man. Big yeah, deal. Congratulations on that, man. Some people don't make it past episode three. So you have any rest, bro? Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that, man. We got a lot to discuss, man. Some 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 things happened today in the NBA, uh, as you know. Uh, Anthony Davis wants out, but we already knew that. But it just became like you know official to the media. We all we all knew when Anthony Davis signed with Clutch Sports that he wanted to become a Laker. Yeah. But Rich Paul and Clutch Sports made it made it known to the world that Anthony Davis wants out. We also had a big trade, a blockbuster. Some might say, and that included Knicks power forward Chris Stapps Porzingis getting traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, wow. And that that's a big trade, and of course, yeah, we got Super Bowl. So I want to talk real quick about the trade that happened today, mm. Chris Stapps Porzingis trade. Yeah, and I was a little caught off guard because. Like it was just like Woj was talking about the Lakers, and then next thing you know, Woj started talking about Kristaps Porzingis having a meeting with the Knicks, and then they said that the Knicks, from their understanding, was Kristaps wanted to be traded, and the next thing you know, the the Dallas Mavericks and the New York Knicks are in big discussions, and then it happened, and the trade includes. Dennis Smith Jr., Wesley Matthews, DeAndre Jordan, Mavericks receive Kristaps Porzingis, Courtney Lee, Tim Hardaway Jr. I'm pretty sure we we could both agree that the Mavericks clearly won the trade, but what's your thoughts on it, though? A couple things. First of all, it's crazy how it it doesn't have nothing to do with them, but the Warriors just got stronger because the the Knicks are already expected to waive Wesley Matthews, and Wesley mm-hmm. Matthews and Golden State already have, uh, you know, mutual agreement to join, you know, due to that. But this is this is what I got. This is how crazy like the media is, and how ex- execs like to twist things. So this is the timeline of this situation. 
Chris, there was a report. You know, Kristoff said he wasn't he wasn't happy. That was a couple weeks ago. We didn't hear nothing of it then. Today, mm-hmm. we get an update saying Kristaps meets with the GM. Fifteen minutes later, breaking news: there was a deal done with Dallas. That tells me that it didn't just happen today. He's been shopping ever since a couple weeks ago, when not only did Kristaps come out and say he wasn't happy with you know he was you know the the direction of the organization but he hasn't been he hasn't played this whole year due to an injury last year i feel mm-hmm. that's when they really started shopping him and the deal's been done hell he even came i can see that because since it happened so fast it's, it had to have been done there, there's no way you can get out of an interview or get out of a meeting with your star player 15 minutes later have a deal finalized with dallas so what I'm saying is I think that they've been had that in the works. It's just the meet they wanted to throw it back on Porzingis because I mean the Knicks can't have I mean I mean look, as we know, the Knicks have fallen from grace a long time ago. But you don't want it to look like the management is just giving up on you, especially when you're trying to attract two big free agents. Mm-hmm. So instead of being like, you know what, we just don't want him no more. We're going to give him up. They're going to make it seem like this is all Chris Stapps, which is why the report came out saying there was a meeting that was had. There probably was a meeting asked, OK, the, and this is what I think the meeting was. The meeting was, all right, look, Chris Stapps, I understand you're not happy. We found us. We found a place for you. And that's what he was probably unhappy about. Like, yo, dang, you just trained me off, you know, off bucks. So mm-hmm. that's what I think I think happened. Now the winners, of course, which I think you asked me, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell playing in a big market with New York, which they should have drafted him, but they You mean Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, um that's what I meant. I apologize. Dennis oh, Smith Jr. They should have drafted him instead of they got Frank Nilakina, who is <laughs> the biggest loser in this because I mean, hell, like he took his spot. Um and I think it's it's we have to wait to see if Dallas is a winner. And I say that to say they're going to be a winner in the immediate future, as in, you know, once he gets healthy, playing alongside Luka and pretty much giving Dallas uh, flashbacks of young Dirk. But if he, which has already come out saying he will accept his qualifying offer, that means in 2020 he's an automatic free agent, unrestricted free agent. Yeah, unrestricted, yep. So... That means they pretty much only have him for a year and a half, depending on if he even plays this year. Right. So I think if they don't resign him, then that could be a, a, a lose-win situation because then, of course, Dallas would have a max spot. But who really wants to go to Dallas? They've mm-hmm. had a hard time in the past few years attracting free agents. Yeah, now, they've always signed like the tier three free agents. Like, yeah, biggest. they always got like the, the the third wave of free agents. Exactly. So now, of course, if he resigns, that's going to be huge for Dallas because then you have a marquee free agent. I don't remember the last time a free agent wanted to stay with Dallas. Probably Harrison Barnes because he wasn't getting <laughs> getting that type of money from nowhere else. So <laughs> that would be big for Dallas. But we just really have to wait and see. Uh, it kind of. It's a it's kind of like a we have to wait and see for Knicks as well, because, of course, they did this 
to get two max spots open. Now, if they don't, what is, what happens if they? I don't think anybody wants to go to the Knicks. Exactly. What happens if they don't get Kyrie? What happens if they don't get AD? What happens if they don't get KD? Then they're they're stuck with like Tobias Harris. Not saying he's trash, but there's levels to that, and he's not on the level of no. You don't, you don't clear up all of this cap space to Tobias. sign Tobias Harris. Exactly. So that's why I mean it's a it's a both teams right now set themselves up. For a positive future, it's just things have to fall their way mm-hmm. for that positive future to actually happen. And it's really contingent on the players. And that's what the NBA has been for forever. It's a player's league. And it, it all just, whatever you want to do, we see with the AD situation. Whatever the player wants to do, the, the team is pretty much beholden to them, you know? Right, right. And that, that's a perfect way for you to end off. And we can, you know, we could segue into talking about Anthony Davis. As I said, you know, just a couple of minutes ago, Rich Paul and Clutch Sports announced that Anthony Davis wants out. And I thought it was kind of cool how they, they, they like they crashed, you know, the first day of Super Bowl week because it was on Monday morning. When we woke up at 7 a.m. And uh, yeah, Rich Paul and the crew, they, they, they took over the narrative again. But the NBA fired back at the NFL, and now we see Anthony Davis. It's 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 out there now. The word is officially out there. We knew once Anthony Davis signed with Clutch Sports, the, the writing was pretty much on the wall. Yeah. And now we have some new information today that the proposed offer from Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka and the Los Angeles Lakers includes Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, Ivica Zubats and a first round pick for Anthony Davis. Now, you 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 already know, you Jalen, you already know how I feel about yeah. this whole circus <laughs> that exists. You know where I'm going. Yeah. I told you was was that 2 months ago we had the we had the pod with me and you and I told you it's the circus <laughs> that exists with LeBron James. Yeah. And let me say this. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I didn't ask for this. Okay, Magic Johnson did. I mean, don't get me wrong. Anthony Davis is a is a fabulous player. He's a transcendent player. He's a remarkable talent. The guy averages 29-13, four assists, two blocks, 1.7 steals. And these are only numbers that have been put up twice by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Bob McAdoo. Don't get me wrong. But the circus that exists with LeBron, it's just... It's like, okay, we're, we're going to cater to LeBron. We're going to give up all of these young assets. LeBron James is 34. He just turned 34. We're going to get Anthony Davis probably. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, if this if this deal happens, the bench is depleted now. Mm-hmm. And well, they're probably going to sign, what, Carmelo Anthony or something? And it's still not going to be enough to compete with Golden State. And then you have to sort of what we were talking about they're gonna you're gonna have to bank on them to sign a free agent in the summer i just don't know i have mixed emotions uh, somebody asked me how do i feel about the trade talks and trade rumors a friend of mine by the name of justin he asked me how do i feel about all these rumors i said bittersweet because yeah the lakers are you know a big destination again and they're exciting yeah but it's just like well, a lot has to happen. Yeah, that, gonna, that's go ahead, go ahead, bro. I was about to get to a lot. See, sort of like Dallas and New York, 
the Lakers are banking on players wanting to play with them. Because exactly. think about it. Now, and, and it kind of it's kind of like a circle. You know what I mean? Like, a- AD can't. We've been new. Once he signed with Clutch Sports, he didn't want to be there anymore. There's no reason why you'd sign with Clutch Sports if you're not saying, "Yo, get me out of here." Now, the only reason why he this came out 7 a.m. on a Monday was because you know as as you may know or or some of the uh, listeners may know because Boston got Kyrie they can't trade to get AD this year or until Ky- they re-sign Kyrie right so, until the summer yeah so the only team that can really has the assets to sign for K uh, a- or to trade AD or trade for AD, I'm sorry, is LA. So clearly he wants to be in LA. Now, of course, he, he's not going to just come out and say, I want to be in LA. Of course, they're going to wrap not that type of guy. Up. Not that type yeah, of guy. They want to wrap it up as I want to be with a winning team. I want to be with a team that uh, gives me the best chance to win. That's pretty much saying I want to be with LeBron. Because if you think about it, the last five years, New, New Orleans has had more wins than LA, but that's, that's neither here nor there. What I'm saying is, AD clearly wants to be with. LeBron James in, in Los Angeles. Of course, he knows that that's a bigger market than New Orleans and everything. But back to the circle and back to Golden State. This They're really banking on KD saying, you know what? All right. We're all assuming they're going to win this year. That's three championships in a row. I, you know, I did all I want to do. I wanna, I'm going I'm to I'm bur- you know, go to New York. Or I'm going to go to Clippers or something. They're banking on that because, okay, so say KD stays with Golden State. They re-sign because there's no way in heaven or hell they're not going to give Clay the max. So they're going to give KD the max. They're going to They're crazy if they don't. Exactly. So they're going to give KD the max. They're going to give Clay the max. That means that there's two free agents right there that they lost out on. Then say Kyrie either re-signs with Boston or goes to New York. That's the third free agent. We're all hearing that Kawhi Leonard's going to cl- the Clippers or staying at staying in um Toronto. That's four free agents. I think Kawhi will ultimately end up with the Clippers. I just I okay. feel that. So that's <laughs> four. That's four free agents. So that means the best free agent next tier is Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler saying that Jimmy Butler wants to go to New York. So that's five. Then you have. Yeah, I can see Jimmy Butler. Probably I could see him on the Nets actually. Oh, or the Nets, yeah, because you know Brooklyn, Brooklyn ties. Yeah. So the best free agent you can get at that point, the out of the remaining one would be Kimball Walker. But there are reports come out saying that the Hornets are already expecting to give him the max because he's already come out numerous times saying he wants to be a Hornets for life. So at that point, it's LeBron, AD. You already gutted your team, like you said. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have, like, a, a bunch of Corey Brewers and a bunch of... Right, you know, they're going to probably sign Melo or something, or right? Mello. So that team right there isn't even beating, with AD and LeBron, isn't even beating this year's Boston Celtics. And I'm not saying the Celtics are trash. I'm saying you're banking on... What they're banking on is AD, of course, wanting to go there. They pretty much have that chip in their pocket. They're banking on KD wanting to leave or or Kyrie saying, you know what? Uh, 
I can't do this leader stuff no more. Let me just go with LeBron. Like they're banking on somebody wanting to cook, like a third player. Yep. But what yep. if they don't get that third player? Then they'll, of course, you can get quality players like Patrick Beverly, or you can get someone like, I don't know, Lou Williams, who would be a good player. But Lou Williams, LeBron James, and AD. Hey, Lou Williams just uh, signed an extension. Last exactly. Year, so it's like, I'm saying, like that that t- caliber type player. Yeah, that caliber player. Yeah, I, I give it. I see where you're going. And then, if you remember, a couple weeks ago, there was reports coming out saying the Lakers are trying to push hard to get Bradley Beal. But as we just talked, uh, I think we talked about off air, the Wizards are not, the Wizards just came out today and said they're not trading any of their big, quote unquote, big three, which is John Wall, Porter, or Bradley Beal. So right now, they line all their chips up, and it's looking like the only chip that they have for sure is Boston. I mean, it is AD, but the problem with that is AD's owner, I mean, the uh, New Orleans owner has come out today and said they're not trying to do any deals with LA. So there's a lot that LA is banking on a lot. That's And as you said, like LA is banking on so much to, to line up for them. Now, imagine, right, two more things. Right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, imagine if nothing lines up for them. Imagine if this whole ad situation plays out to the offseason they the uh boston says you know what this is what we'll do we'll uh re-sign Kyrie, and we'll give you uh we'll give new orleans i don't know tarot zero jalen brown morris uh marcus smart and like because they got like a hundred draft picks give them like three draft picks and that means he'll go to boston so then who do y'all left with so it's just Yes, I would love to see LeBron. You know, AD is not, the one time he played with another All Star or quote unquote superstar was the Marcus Cousins, and they were both averaging like twenty five points last year before Demarcus went out. So it'll be big to see you know LeBron with AD, and but you're really like like we just said, LA is banking on so much to land their way, and imagine if nothing lands their way. Now and, and and they can't trade anybody. Now you have a disgruntled Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, mm-hmm. Brandon Ingram. All those one-year contracts are gone. So no JaVel McGee, no Lance Stevenson, no Rondo. It's like no you KCP, got P. Yep. No case. Yeah. So it's like it'll just be a team full of oh y'all. Excuse my language. Y'all niggas tried to trade me and LeBron. Yeah, a you know bunch I mean? of guys looking over their shoulders. Yeah. Yep. So that's 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 right now the game that y'all are playing and and Magic is hoping that of course he strikes he hits goal with AD and somebody else but that and somebody else is not actually nothing really is is guaranteed right now. Right. So, all seeing, right. Seeing so, it doesn't you know? So yeah. All right. So I got a few things. Huh? I got I got three things. Okay. So I feel like all of this is happening because they missed out on Paul George. They saw how that ship sailed. The second thing is. Kawhi Leonard, even though a lot of people are giving the Lakers, you know, flack about this, but Greg Popovich said he wasn't going to trade Kawhi to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And then, so now it's like, all right, we have to do this. We have to do this Anthony Davis thing. And then, then you got me. So I, I, I will reiterate this once again. <sighs> I did not ask for this. I did not. <laughs> I would have been perfectly fine. Listen, bro, I love the Lakers, bro. I went to go see them in Los Angeles last year on the third row at the Staples Center against the Celtics. I love this team to the death of me. I love this team. 
So what I'm saying is that I didn't ask for this. I mean, yeah, LeBron's great. LeBron, top three player of all time. Yeah. Great guy off the court, business mogul. I get all of that. I understand. But the thing is, I just didn't ask for this. Like the Lakers, they were they were trending up, maybe slower. Maybe they maybe they were trending in the right direction slowly, I guess you could say. But I would have just been perfectly fine if the Lakers would have re-signed Julius Randle, signed some filler pieces, and just said, "Hey, let's do this." Because you had a collection of young players that that like to play together, like to get up and down, and they had good chemistry. It seemed. And now you got like a circus where these players are now looking over their shoulder now. And yeah. it's just the, it it could really be it could really get bad if, if things don't fall into place. Like it could really look like a big mess. Yeah. And that's really my thing. That's that's really my thing. Um, As far as the deal that's on the table for the Pelicans. I mean, if they if they hold out and say Boston doesn't really want to make a trade with them because they say. Anthony Davis is just going to be a rental, so maybe they don't want to give up a really significant offer. But I think the Pelicans should take the offer that's on the table. I mean, and they'll still have good pieces intact. They'll still have Drew Holiday, still have Julius Randle, Miritich. You take these collection of players from the Lakers. That's a nice team. If yeah. you think about it, it's a nice team. I and think, it's not a bad rebuild either. Yeah, and I think I think what Boston is doing is they're trying to hold uh, – Kate, uh, AD true to his word because remember the press release said he wants to go to a team where he has the best chance to win what mm-hmm. best chance is to go to the east to on paper the best team from you know start to you know top to bottom in the east so that's what I think Boston is really holding his word on now of course as you mean you just stated we pretty much read that as you know we, I want to go to LA and if that's the case, then you might be right. Boston might not make that move, but if 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 it is what what we what he said it is, then you know we'll see. But you're right. You're absolutely right. Everything you said, man. All right. So, uh, sorry if I ranted, guys, but I really didn't ask for this. It's kind of tough to you know receive something that you didn't ask for, and unfortunately, I have no control over this. I wish my voice, you know was of significance and of power but unfortunately it's not so it's, it's all up to god magic johnson rob palenka hey, and the good folks over in new orleans the you know magic johnson listens to carrying the pop podcast what you talking about bro <laughs> hey stop it man <laughs> hey magic magic if you're listening just just hear me out like like Jalen would say just hear me out yeah <laughs> hey all right so we got uh I want to I want to switch over to the NFL and I'm kind of sad because I've been giving you guys content NFL content since what September or late August when me and B Jones did the NFL season preview and I've been giving you guys content for what like 20 straight weeks NFL and it's this isn't the last time I'm going to talk about NFL for a little while I, I may depending on how the Super Bowl goes I may talk about it you know, next week, maybe, 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 maybe not. Don't hold me to that. But yeah, it's kind of bittersweet, but it's also exciting because we are at the Super Bowl and it's very interesting because uh, 
For those of you that did listen to the Roundtable podcast, we talked about the NFL playoffs before they begun. And all of us, me, Jalen, B. Jones, Zeke, we all said we weren't looking at the Patriots in the same light. And what's going on, guys? What's happening? The Patriots in the Super Bowl again. And the Rams, a team that I said on the season preview, I said a Super Bowl or bust for the Rams. Just because of all the talent, all the names mainly is why I said it. All the all the talent they acquired: Marcus Peters, Akeem Talib, Brandon Cooks, Nadamakan Sue, along with the other collection of talent that was already on the roster: Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, Aaron Donald, those guys. And we do have a nice matchup. I'm pretty sure everybody watched the. The conference championship. I was rooting really, really hard for the Chiefs. I really was. I had on the Chiefs hat, as a matter of fact. So maybe why they lost. I had on the Chiefs hat. Uh, we all know about the controversial call of Saints-Rams game. I'm not going to talk too much about it. But my mom is a Rams fan. We are having a Super Bowl party, as she promised. So we got Rams-Patriots. And, yeah, I'm kind of I'm sad. But yeah, I'm excited it. at the same time. Like, what we're made, at the end. What made you more sad, bro? The fact that you were wearing a Chiefs hat and it didn't work? Or the fact that y'all lost because D Ford's hand went, went off sides? Well, I'm not a Chiefs fan. So well, no, I I'm personally didn't care. I would have loved to see them win because I am a Mahomes guy. I've been a Mahomes guy from the jump before he even... Before he even played it down in the regular season, I've been a Mahomes guy. I wanted to see him win, but I just had a gut feeling that the Patriots would win. And they they, should have won based on, I mean, if you looked at the box score and you saw how the Patriots controlled the clock and all of that. But you could really see how close the Chiefs are. And I hope the Chiefs do what the Rams did. Like Mahomes on a rookie deal. Go get some guys and and make a push. But uh, I want to know your take on, you know, everything that's happened. We're going to talk, you know, who, who you got in the Super Bowl in a minute. But just give me, you know, your synopsis of the playoffs and conference championship week, man. How you feeling about this game? Well, I'm not going to go into nauseam about the blown calls because that we're not going really It's, it's kind of old news. It's kind of yeah, beating a dead horse. It's what it is. Well, all, what really, just a little bit about the, the Chiefs and uh, Packers, uh, Patriots game. The really the thing that really destroyed or lost the game for the Chiefs was they did not capitalize on the blown opportunities. Tom Brady throws an interception at the one-yard line. Yep. And then he throws another interception like four drives later. And they didn't capitalize. Now, of course, we can talk about the the phantom roughing the passer, Joan, and the D four thing, but it just didn't capitalize on that. Now, of course, they they came back and made it a game at the end. Of course, pushed to overtime, but you pretty much lost a whole quarter. You know what I mean? And and you, I've never seen a team lose a whole quarter against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and win. And that's pretty like they 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 gifted as in the Chiefs gifted Tom Brady a quarter. Now with the championship, 
it's really fascinating because, as you know, and as the world knows, what Bill Belichick and the Patriots like to do is take away your number one option. Mm-hmm. And which means I think that they're really going to stack the box. They're going to try. They're going to try to let, you know, uh, slow down Todd Gurley, who isn't even 100 percent healthy. Uh, yeah, after they're going to try to shut down the run game, which has been working uh, for the Rams, CJ Anderson, Todd Gurley. Yeah. So and they're going to try to put the game in, you know, Brandon Cooks and Jared Goff's hands. Now, can it happen? As we saw against the Saints, it can. But on the flip side, we all know, yes, they have the big names, but. Their defense, as in the Rams' defense, has been their problem the whole year. Uh, I, preferably, their back, you know, their 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 safeties and, and corners. Now, yeah, uh, especially when Talib was out, they, yes. they they did not look good. Yes, Marcus Marcus Peters is only good for making comments. Like his, his he gambles way too much, and you know, it, it is what it is. So I don't know. What is what I see is what I see is is this. It's either going to be a shootout because I don't see. Yeah, I see them stopping the run, but Dorsett also catches the ball a lot. And Tom Brady, you know, he he slices any defense. If if Aaron Donald and Adam Kinsu can get to Tom Brady and and sack him at least three times, not each, just all together, I think they won the game. Because as you've seen, even last year, the reason why the Eagles won is because they had constant pressure on Brady. Mm-hmm. And they Electric just... Electric Cox and the crew. Yeah, and they he was rushing. And, you know, his, his... Even though Tom Brady's great, he doesn't like being rushed. He can operate with being rushed, but he doesn't like it. And that's where, he, you know, he goes from... I think he throws like 36%. Uh, when he's rushed or when he's knocked down or hit. So if Ndamukong Sue and Aaron Donald can get to Tom Brady, I think they have a solid chance. And on the flip side, if the Patriots defense can really neutralize the big plays, I don't. Th- I think they'll neutralize uh, Todd Gurley. But if they can neutralize the big plays, like the 15-yard catches or the 20-yard catches, if they can neutralize that, I think that all the there's not a scheme in the world that Sean McVay can can uh, chalk up that can stop you know the Patriots from being the Patriots. Hmm, good point. Hey, real quick, uh, I'm I'm kind of going back to the uh, AFC Championship. At the day the day after the game, I woke up and I was just like, Belichick did it again. <laughs> I was like, he see, I was like, well, you just said it. He, he he likes to take away what you do best. Who did he take away in that game? Tyreek Hill, yeah. as well as Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey did get in the end zone, but he only had what two catches to a twenty three yards. Yeah. So I was just like. Belichick freaking did it again, and I'm I'm just getting vibes that Belichick is gonna do it again. Yeah, and I'm just and getting I, I'm getting those vibes. I said the same thing, like brother. One time, the one time I really go hard against Tom Brady, they show they do this. 
And and that's the first in the first half of that game was the first time that Patrick Mahomes really looked like, you know, he looked fresh. He looked he looked too big for, you know, the moment the moment looked too big for him, the first half. Now, yeah, first got, half for sure. Yeah, of course he got it together the second half, but like I said, that's that that's why I think what they did was and and what teams have been scared to do all year with Patrick Mahomes is is blitz him. They were blitzing that man like crazy. Because, you know, with all the weapons, what they were doing, they were spying and blitzing him. So they'll have mm-hmm. like a, a, a blind blitz come somewhere, which will make him rush. And he can't run the ball because I have a spy on him. So that that was genius by, him, by you know, Bill Belichick. But and that's why it's kind of hard for me to go against the Patriots now, because while Jared Goff is, quote unquote, mobile, he's not as mobile as Patrick Mahomes. And, and we've seen Jared Goff look pretty regular too, especially late in the season. Like we saw him look pretty regular the first half of the. In fact, we saw him look regular the, pretty much the whole game of the Saints game of uh, the NFC Championship. It was just, you know, a blown calls. Uh, Drew Brees through the interception, and it was uh, Eli Apple doing what Eli Apple does best and missing, missing, uh, you know, getting lost. So yeah, I haven't been that impressed with Jared Goff. Uh, the second half of the season and the postseason, like you just mentioned. Yeah. He, I mean, so, he, he, he did all right in the Dallas game. He did all right. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't been overly impressed with Jared Goff. So if, if they just, the Patriots just neutralized the league, the presumably league MVP, what do you think they'll do with Jared Goff? Now, Jared Goff, stature wise, he looks, you know, he has the body type to look just like Tom Brady, but, We've seen him get rattled a couple times in the seat this season, so mm-hmm. that's you know it, they're really gonna Bill Belichick's gonna if they lose it's because Jared Goff had a Nick Foles type game like game of, of the century. I don't right. think, I don't think he's gonna let like there's not gonna be a Todd Gurley went off for 250 rushing yards. That's just not gonna happen. So yeah, well we'll see how it goes. You know we'll, we'll definitely see how it goes. All right, so I'm just gonna guess. Well, from what you said, you you you're rolling with you rolling with New England. See, you don't it makes it sound like like it makes it sound like I'm with them. It's just I mean, I, yeah, I just I, can't. all right, all right. Let me say this. Let me say this. All right, so you're rooting for the Rams, but you think the Patriots are gonna win? Is they, that accurate? Yeah, it's hard for me to from what I've seen. Especially this playoff, it's hard for and and the whole time it's hard for me to go against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, especially with what two weeks to prepare. And I don't know if they're gonna lose two Super Bowls in a row either. Exactly, exactly. Especially to lower lower uh, quarterbacks. Hmm. Yeah. This is uh. They're definitely looking for revenge after last year. Last year in the Super Bowl, they, Tom Brady. I feel like he has some extra motivation. And it's crazy though. How you? How much longer do you think Brady's gonna play? Actually, that's a good question. I want to ask. I think he has a couple years. The the real question is, and the real to me, the motivation is. I think almost everybody in the locker room knows that this might be Gronk's last game. Like, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. That's another good point to talk Damian, about. Damian, Damian, uh, Damian Woody said something like like profound today. He was like, you know, this is Super Bowl week. Um, you know, everybody's supposed to be happy talking about the Super Bowl. You know, I can't believe I'm here. 
Uh, I can't wait to win. I can't wait to the game. The only person, and this is the first time I've ever heard this. The only time, like, all um, Gronkowski's talking about is, yeah, man, it's, it's just hard being an NFL player, man, getting taking all those hits. And they expect you to be 100%, you know, like, this is hard being an NFL player. It, it's taxing on the body. I don't know how much I can. He's saying this in Super Bowl week. So, like I said. That's I, how you know you've been here too much. Exactly. You know you've been to the Super I Bowl think, I think the motivation is, all right, look. The, it's it's pretty much like writing on the wall that this probably um this is probably Gronk's last game. I think Brady has a couple. I haven't seen him like the yeah he's, he's looked bad a couple of weeks, but I haven't seen he. I mean he's clearly stepping on when it's important. He hasn't looked like Peyton Manning washed. Yeah, wait, Peyton Manning couldn't throw couldn't throw the ball in the ocean. It was just the, his dynamic defense that beat the Pan, uh, Panthers that year, but. I think the motivation is all right. Let's let's get Gronk his you know a uh, second a second championship and he, and he can go out in the sunset because like I said he's probably one of the most physical players in the league and he just so happens to be one of the best tight ends and and like he says like it's it's, it's taxing on his body he's always injured he is he's like the yeah, I don't remember the last time the last season he played at least you know 16 games so you know it's that that's the motivation to me that's where it's coming from let's get Gronk his last one good point I I really do think that's the case and what's scary for the rest of the league is I said this on the last episode I did with B. Jones is the Patriots have 12 draft picks this year and six of them come in the first three rounds so NFL Good luck. They're going to draft more protection for Brady, probably more pass rushers, another skill position player, something like that. Rest of the NFL, good luck because Patriots are going to retool and they might be back again. I'm, I'm really rooting for the Chiefs to go out and make some splashes and sign some guys while Mahomes is still in this rookie deal. But the Patriots are going to be, uh, you know, good again. Uh Steelers will probably get their act together. Next year is going to be crazy, but we got Super Bowl coming up on Sunday, guys, in Atlanta. And you got anything else you want to add, bro? Maroon 5 is the halftime show. And Travis Scott, right? And And Big Boy. And Big Boy. Not on. (laughs) Big Boy. (laughs) Jesus. All right, for real, man. Uh. I want to thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys uh, enjoy the Super Bowl wherever you guys are, you know, watching the game at, whether it's at home or friend's house. I'm having a Super Bowl party, too. I'm not giving out the Addy, though. I'm not giving out the address. But, yeah, hope you guys enjoy the Super Bowl. Have some good food. Have some good company. Enjoy the commercials. Enjoy the game. It should be a good one. should be a great one. This is a rematch of the 2002 Super Bowl where the – Patriots defeated the Rams. It's going to be crazy in my household. Uh, my mom and dad are rooting for the Rams. I kind of want to root for the Patriots just to piss them off. Mm-hmm. I think I might do that. <laughs> I think I might do that. I think a lot of people that's coming over are rooting for the Rams. So if I root for the Patriots and the Patriots win, they get to be mad at me. And then if the Rams win, they get to clown me. And then I get to say, yeah, I know I'm not a Patriots fan. So yeah, it's gonna be that type of deal. But for real, I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, 
I want to thank my boy Jalen for coming back on again, man. This was the third time he came on, man. Th- thanks for coming on again. Hey, man, I appreciate the invitation, bro. Like I said, this is it's an honor for you to even think I'm, you know, worthy enough to be on somebody else's podcast, man. So I appreciate it, bro. Oh uh, yeah, no problem, man. Uh, we we got some we got some big things coming up in the future, but. One last time, I want to thank everybody for listening. This is episode number 75. Thank you, guys. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate all the love and the support. We got some big things coming soon. B. Jones, Zeke, sorry we missed you this time, but we will do another roundtable. It's coming soon. I want to thank you guys for listening one last time. This is Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 75 is done. Peace. Peace.